just don't want it to get too heavy. I feel really overloaded. Alrighty. Yep. Recording? Alright. Well. I wanted to say first off up top on the show, you know, uh, RIP, you know, a, a very tragic loss for mankind generally, the world. Shocking, stunning loss for everyone. Speaking, of course, of uh, Tony Sirico. Mm-hmm. Taking it from us much too soon, you know. Yeah. 79 years old, a fucking kid, a baby. Yeah. It's a damn shame, but you know. Paulie from, like from the Sopranos. God, it... You ride the painted wheel, spin the gliding wheel. They do so say that. You know, that's how it goes. I've heard them say that. God truly is a feckless thug to take this boy from us. R.I.P. Cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. He's up there in heaven right now. Little Paulie's uh, something about the man in the moon. Paulie's up there right now with the you know suntan in front of the pearly gates, which has really been converted to satrials. You got him, Shinzo Abe, and James Conn all lined up all sunbathing. Oh, yeah, James Conn, that was... Sipping espresso. Well, Shinzo Abe is going to hell. Huh? Who is? Shinzo Abe is going to hell. I have very strong feelings about that. Oh, my bad. Who is Shinzo Abe? The former prime minister of Japan. Oh, okay. He was uh, murdered, like, yesterday. Really? Yeah. In a very badass fashion, in my opinion. Is it a Yakuza like, hit? A guy like, made no. like a homemade like fucking like duct tape musket. <laughs> the guy was That's pretty bad. <laughs> and I, I'm just, it's kind of badass, you yeah. know? That sounds like it would go so wrong, like duct tape holding a musket together. That's what's so amazing is that like it succeeded. Like this dude like made a gun himself at home with like just basic materials and like killed the fucking president. It's, it's kind of awesome. Yeah. Very cool. David, you gotta do Mike in the face, please. Thank okay. you. Um. Anyway, I also wanted to congratulate you guys. You know, uh, let's not be around the bush about it with uh, missing presents here. You know, Dylan. You know, you can just say it. Thank you for finally growing the nuts to, you know, to cancel that guy <laughs> for his fucking anti-Polish racism. And it was getting out of hand. It was ridiculous. It need to be done, frankly, and thank you. Yeah, we sent that uh, anti-polite to the uh, anti-polite. I mean, I didn't really want to. Yeah, I mean, listen, I didn't really like want to get. I can mention the news story of like, uh, I saw like a Polish scientist kidnapped by Iran or something. And you can just say that, and I'll be worried about some Frankenstein fuck coming out here saying like, "Oh, a Polish scientist, what was he uh, working on? Like inventing the light bulb." Yeah. You know, I can just say that and that joke will not be made. So, thank you. I mean, I kind of shuddered when you made that joke even, so. Yeah. Knowing knowing him, though. Anti-Polish racism. I, I got another gripe here. Yeah. You know, not with you guys personally, but. Okay. With, uh, with this, this is fucking, like, critical race theory. <laughs> British critical race theory. There's a series of textbooks my students read. British-made kids' books that, uh. That sounds un- that's unsettling. In one of these books, it's about like kids making a sandcastle, and like at the end of the story, there's like British family kids, like they make this badass sandcastle and put the British flag on top. In the background, there's one kid who's like sitting there, kind of glum by himself with like a fucked up sandcastle. He has a flag in his sandcastle, 
Can you guess which flag is in this sandcastle? Is it the Polish flag? It's what I think can only be the Polish flag. It is, it's red, it's white, it looks unmistakably like it. And it's like, whoa, it's not, we can't make fucking sandcastles now, is that what you're saying? <laughs> We're too dumb to make sandcastles? Hmm. Piece of shit. And this is what my kids are reading. I had to, I had to like, sit down and explain to my kids, this is just racism, you know? Plain and simple. Students in my class are just, if I wasn't there, they would just be learning, you know, just bullshit, racism. It's terrible. They'd, they'd be walking around telling the, uh, the Polish, uh, Navy captain joke. And, uh, this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. So, I, I just, I just had to get that out there, you know. Not that I'm Polish. So but no more on this show, me. at least. So, thank God for that. <laughs> David, I'm sorry. I realized I had one of your buttons pressed on accident. Oh, one of my buttons was pressed too on accident. What does that mean? Well, it just means that we're probably a little quieter than we're supposed to be, but now it's back to normal and we're fine. Is it? Okay, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. you can see. I'm it was a little hard to hear you for a minute there, but uh, okay. you know, your voices are being heard now. It, it no shouldn't longer being uh, silenced by that, you know, Frankenstein anti- fuck. Anti-polite. Racism. Who I hope is doing okay. Uh, I'm sure you heard he's in the Congo right now. To prove a point. I hope he's not. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I didn't get a letter from him this week, so, you know. You didn't? Oh, I did. It was just a little postcard. It has, like, a palm tree on one side. Let me just, hold on. Get it out here. Okay, here it is. Um, It says, Hi, uh, Dylan. Me... Having fun time. I'm saying it like that because all the letters are sort of like pasted on, like cut out for magazines. I think we're getting... Don't worry. <clears throat> Bye. Can we, can we call the local police to put in a wellness check in another country? <laughs> <laughs> call the cops. Yes, I need you to Yeah, go just to fly co- some uh, <laughs> Southgate cop out to the Congo and just see, what's, see what's up. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I, I also wanted to explain just because, like, uh, I know you guys get, like, hundreds of new listeners every episode, so, like, maybe it's people who don't know who I am from previous episodes. Just, uh, for those that don't know me, you know, I, I'm Daniel's brother. And also, just to get, like, a general vibe of who I am, like, if, if the three of us were all Robert De Niro film characters, like, I think that, uh, I would probably be, uh, Robert De Niro in the King of Comedy, you know? I'm kind of, like, uh, Long-time listeners sort of trying to, like, uh, re- replace the host, you know. Rupert my Pupkin. Own. Yeah, Rupert uh, Pupkin. And goes without saying that David will be uh, Robert De Niro and Dirty Grandpa, and uh, <laughs> Daniel will be Robert De Niro in The Big Wedding. Uh, I, I think of myself more as a Travis Bickle figure, honestly, if I'm being real. Uh, you know, I think I'm, I'm really Dirty Grandpa at this point in your life. <laughs> I've never seen Dirty Grandpa. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hey, I want to be Robert De Niro in Awakenings. Alright. Wait, who is, uh, you're, you're from which one? Did you the say I'm wedding, dir- obviously. I'm Dirty Grandpa? What? Nah, I'm Robert De Niro in The King of Comedy. Dave is Robert De Niro in Dirty Grandpa. Dan, you're Robert De Niro in The Big Wedding. Oh, okay. What's his vibe ex- in Dirty ex- Grandpa? Though? He's like extremely sexual old man. And Dirty Grandpa? No. Do you need to know what his vibe is in Dirty Grandpa? It's in the name. <laughs> I thought he was... Says it all. Oh, wait. I'm mixing up with Bad Grandpa. 
I'm like, does he have a cameo? In, yeah, they kind of come out around the same time. In the Jackass of, uh, movie? Great Minds Think Alike situation. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, ideas from both. Um, Let's go a different actor. Okay. Dustin Hoffman. Now, of course, I'm Ratto Rizzo. Yeah. Dan is Tootsie. Brian is a uh, scent of a woman. That's Al Pacino, but right. same guy. Yeah, you know, they're pretty similar. Yeah. Now, you know what? Never mind. Al Pacino, you're scent of a woman. I'm Heat, of course. Dan is Dunkachino. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Jack and Jill. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, anyway. I, I also, uh, in the last episode I was on, afterward, there was a, uh, I feel like I wasn't quite bringing the heat. And, you know, there was a guest following who I thought had a pretty good thing with, like, a lot of, like, uh, pre-prepared questions for you guys. And, you know, uh, I only, I, I only being one up like that. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be doing the one-upping now. I got my own prepared questions for you guys. Just some uh, pretty typical, like, get to know you kind of questions. I think it'll be interesting for you to answer. So, uh, why don't you tell me first, uh, what are your strengths? Physical strength. Pretty powerful these days. That. Okay. Cunning intellect. Um, I'm. I don't wet the bed. That's another strength. That's a good one. Yeah, that helps. Uh, you know, I'm psychotically committed to a podcast that produces no net income. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've only fine. lost money on, so... How much money? Just for equipment? Equipment you can use whenever. Okay. I, I have to pay for the hosting as well. Well? So know, that's, that's actually not a strength. That's so more far, of a weakness. That's Brian's uh, set. David's strengths are a little better than yours, personally. Yeah, sorry. I'm thinking of... Uh, I also like to think of myself as friend of all man. Another strength of mine. That's, that's good. God, that's a good one. Wait, all men, though? I mean, there's some real assholes out there. Well, you know, I, I'm i friend because I want them to do better. You can count on David. Yeah. That's a good answer. Okay, I like this guy. Dan, I don't, I don't know. This is... You gotta catch up. All right, uh, how about... Uh, why do you want this job? Mm. To help men. <laughs> okay. <laughs> very good, very good. I could really use the experience to further my future career. See, Danny, you're in this I gotta be honest, it's, it's kind of selfish compared to David's answer. Because one day I won't work for this shitty company. Sorry. Did I say that out loud? Well... What can you do that uh, other candidates can't? Mm, I could play clarinet. Okay. Lift five tons <laughs> to save men who got trapped under a five-ton truck. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. All right. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> Wait, what's this job? How about, uh... Sorry. I feel like I should know that already. What did you like least about your last job? <laughs> Not enough men. Who needed saving? <laughs> Just in general. Where were you working? Huh? I was working... Where were you working? I was a, a, a bra salon. You know, not enough men behind the counter, so... Uh, not enough men to help and save and hug and kiss, maybe. Right. 
Okay. If they need it, you know. Sometimes man needs hug and kiss. This is my first mm. job. Okay. Uh, what do you? Are you willing to relocate? Yes. Anywhere where there are men in need, I will relocate to that spot. Um. No. I'm staying right okay. where I am. I mean, you really got, you know, Dan. Just personal tip. You gotta learn to sell yourself. You know. I mean, David. You know, he's crafting a narrative here. He's building a brand. As someone who's very concerned about his fellow man, you—I don't know what what your is, you know. My thing you is, gotta establish yourself. You should already know how valuable I am, and I shouldn't have to sell myself. Okay, I mean, confidence is key, but you know, confidence must be earned too. All right, how about? Uh, can you describe a time when your work was criticized? Mm-hmm. There was one time a man was drowning, and I watched another man watch that man drown. And it was criticized by the uh, acclaimed singer Phil Collins in the song In the Air Tonight. Uh, so that was probably, you know, I'm about to do better after that song dropped. As a little side here, that's like one of the like, dumbest fucking urban <laughs> legends ever. Like, how would anybody know that? And how would, any, how would that possibly get out? <laughs> <laughs> and also, what is Phil Con- like? How are you better than him? You're also just watching this guy watch this guy. Like, what's stopping you from saving him? Well, I don't. You're think right it's, there. I don't think it's so funny because it happened to me. So, uh, you know, okay, okay. it's relatable. Dan, um, I really like like. That song is just like clearly not about that. Like, there's no reference to that really. Like, I mean, you know, I guess maybe I don't know. Like. So, uh, I don't know. I really just never understood their religion, where it comes from. Well, the... I, mean, I guess they're delirious the song about it, but, I like, just, you know, it you really know. hurt to hear criticism of me made so catchy and powerful, you know? Like, I was... Cri- okay. You know, this is really hurt. I was trying to think of a way to sugarcoat the last time I was criticized, um, but the, the police were involved, and... The band. I don't really want to go into it, to be honest. Sting. Well, I asked you a question. You should really answer it. <clears throat> Legally, I can't. Is what I what I'm trying to say. Okay. All right. Well, I, at least you respect the law. I respect that. You know. Cool. How about? Um, I think this is going well. If I were your supervisor and asked you to do something you disagreed with, what would you do? I'd do it anyway because you're the boss. I'd have okay. to have a discussion with like you about it to really understand. Maybe get your point of view as another man. Man, you know, have a man-to-man chat about it. But you got to respect. Suppose the your man supervisor ultimately. was a woman. What? Suppose your supervisor was a woman. Does that make any difference? Well, I'd still call it a man-to-man chat to get their uh, un- their their opinion. He'd go, "Whoa, okay. man." Yeah, yeah, exactly. See, I just see everyone as men. Man, woman, <laughs> child. Okay. They're all men in my mind. Alright. Uh, how do you handle working with people who annoy you? I uh, embrace it because, you know, these are men I can make better by making them less annoying. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Very Christ-like of you, I guess. I usually record them and then play the video back and see, hey, you see this? You know that you're <laughs> behaving this way? Really take a look at yourself. I usually just uh, ask them, you ever have yourself checked for Tourette's? You know, you know I mean, seriously. That has to be like the most like, uh, cutting remark Tony ever makes in the show. Who's he say that to again? Just like so, he just like nakedly <laughs> mean. So this is to Pauly when they're on the boat and Pauly thinks he's gonna get murdered. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Imagine that like being like the last conversation you have with your friend. Is he just like makes fun of some tick you have and then just kills you? Rigatoni a la Pauly, or should I say Rigatoni a la Tony? <laughs> it's kind of an annoying thing to say though. <laughs> I know. I love doing that scene, like, he doesn't even do the, <laughs> he just does, <laughs> just, uh, it's not in his element. I can't stop just reminiscing, you know, I've been, like, spending the whole day just watching, uh, Paul Eclipse. Yeah. yeah. It's such a loss. Did you see the... Anyway, back to the... Uh, back we got an interview. Oh, okay. oh I'm sorry. <clears throat> it's okay to have a little fun during an interview. Yeah, sure, sure, we, we like to have fun here, you know. We're, we're, we're a bit of jokesters, you know. Wait, are we about, interviewing uh, for Impractical Jokers? Are we replacing If you were Ruth? at a business lunch and ordered a rare steak, and they brought it to you well done, what would you do? I would go into the kitchen, <laughs> get a steak from the freezer, and, and show the cook you know, how to properly cook a rare steak. And, um, yeah, I wouldn't be mad. I'd be instructive. Uh... And then I'd take the steak I've just cooked, take it back to the table, and let him have the, the, the steak he cooked for me, you know, for lunch. You know, that's his now, you know. He can eat it. He can eat it, you know. We're, we're breaking bread in the process. Sorry, I got just even the hypothetical situation of that happening made me so angry Dan, I'm going to have some real work to work on. I, I'm going to have to really work on you after this interview. I, 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 gotta I need back. a second to really... Oof. All right. Sorry, I asked. Uh, I'd probably make someone else at the table. You, I, I'd trade food with what someone What assignment else. was too difficult for you, and how did you resolve the issue? Hmm. Well, there was this one time there was a 10-ton truck on top of some people. And uh, to resolve the issue, I just quit bitching and lifted the truck up <laughs> to get those men out front of that truck. <laughs> and I got not up or shut up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um. Well, I can't say you didn't try. Well, I got him out of that out front of that truck. I had, you know, I had to take some time oh, you off. Did? Yeah, okay. I, did, I did take sure. some time off in the man bed, but uh. Okay. I was building like like a a cabin out of popsicle sticks, and just the glue and shit was getting everywhere, and like my hand got glued to my chest, and uh, I just like shoved it under a rug, um, and waited for someone else to take care of it. Okay. Uh, what's the most difficult decision you made in the last two years? And how did you come to that decision?
Aside from firing Dylan from the shelf. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Right, maybe that wasn't difficult decision. Maybe, maybe that was a pretty easy decision. You know, no comment. You know, I think I just made the toughest decision. I will continue with these questions, but I think it is imperative that I surrender this job position to Dan to help make him a better man. <laughs> I think it will help him. Uh, I'm needed around the world. What salary are you seeking? Free pay. You know, I'm pro bono. You know? Just whatever. Usually people give me something in return that's of value, like gold or crown. You know, stuff that I can trade in for money. You know, my landlord thinks I'm such a cool guy. I live free of rent. You know, because I uh, helped him out of a bind. You know, he got stuck under a 10-ton truck, truck, and uh, I was able to lift that up, get him out from under it. Um, so, you know, do with that as you will. Yeah, that sounds silly. I want to be paid in, um, can I have, like, one emerald per shift? I'll have to ask payroll about that. <laughs> uh, I'll just, uh, you can put down negotiable. Good. How would you go about uh, establishing your credibility quickly with the team? Hmm. Firm handshake, eye contact, warm embrace. <clears throat> that usually does all my talking for me. I'd probably write, good. write my, uh, credit score on a sticky note and just like stick it to their forehead <clears throat> alright well different strategies respect uh, what would be your ideal working environment oh, man. you know I gotta say uh, honestly out there in the Ukraine helping making those boys better so they can get over this war come to peaceful agreement and by those boys you mean specifically who both sides maybe like a padded cell and do you have a stance on the Ukraine conflict as well just to work all clear are you asking me yeah. Uh, yeah, I stand. D I stand. Uh, stand with who? I stand. Well, it's like the REM song. I stand in the place, uh, where you, where you were. In Ukraine. I stand in Ukraine. Alright, thanks for clarifying that. Uh, what do you look for in terms of work culture? Structured or entrepreneurial? Structured. More like a freestyle. I know that wasn't one of the options, but, you know. I'm a free thinker. Uh, who was your favorite manager and why? Um, hmm. 
Probably Paul Bear. He was a really good man, man to me. He taught me everything I know. Either him or Suge Knight. Um. And what would you say it is you learned from them exactly? Hmm. Paul Bear. I learned credibility. Um, reliability. And then with Suge, I learned tenacity, strength, power. And uh, also generosity and endurance. I have to say, Chef Gordon. He managed me when I was a child actor for a little bit. And what would you say you learned from him? Uh, how to appreciate a fine. Uh, Fine glass, uh, fi- fine wine. I was always well, we do that a lot here. I was yeah. always having wine. Off hours, obviously. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. What kind of personality do you work best with, and why? Hmm. I tend to get along with, um, like, the most constantly angry people at the company. We kind of fire... <laughs> Excuse me. <coughs> we kind of fire each other up, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, mostly all personalities, but uh, if I had to maybe try, you know, as hard as it is for me, to pick a favorite... I'd probably have to say, you know, even-tempered, broad-shouldered. I mean, I guess that's not a personality, but even-tempered, mild-mannered, but stern men with broad shoulders and a thick mustache, much like my own. Kind of Phil Jackson-looking dudes, you know? Uh, sort of a Clark Kent type. Kind of a Clark Kent type, yes, with a with a Henry Cavill mustache. Okay. Well, we got all kinds here, you know. Nice. At this company. Uh, what do you ultimately want to become? A statue. Like physically into a statue. Okay. It's not just statuesque, but... No, I want to be... Literally when I stone. When I die, I want to be in, encased in like some sort of bronze or metal... Uh, statue doesn't have to be like you know it doesn't have to be in like a town square it could be like in someone's backyard or in a junkyard but that is how I would like to be taken care of preserved ambitious okay yeah I want to become the world's um, youngest chef I think I could still make it happen how old are you now uh, ageless. I'm of indeterminate age. I want to keep it that way. It says on your application you're 32. It's a little high, actually, but I think there's still time. I'll just okay. have to eliminate every... N- never mind. That, that's, a, that's not relevant to the interview. I don't okay. waste your time. Uh, what is your greatest fear? 
Hmm. Change. Failing to help my fellow man. Also, for is to sharks. Not get his job, but it's all right. Uh, <laughs> what is your what? What are the qualities of a good leader or a bad leader? Well, which is it? Both. If you if you answer both, contrast the two. Bad leader, weak handshake, short stature. Uh, good leader, firm handshake. Tall stature. Okay, sort of a George Washington type compared to a, like a Joe Stalin type. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make it real simple. Good leader is not a bad leader. And a bad leader is not a good leader. That's true. You know, around here we like to say uh, K-I-S-S. Keep it simple, stupid. You know, a bit of a joke. It's a good yeah, joke. Uh, that sorry. Uh, how, how do you think I rate as an interviewer? You are an exceptional interviewer, actually. I must say. So I'm gonna give you ten stars. You are wow, well, thank you. Ten star general. <laughs> I want to kiss your ass, but well, I'm not kissing ass. I'm I'm speaking. I'm shooting from the hip. I didn't say you were. I I've heard the the tone you've given my answers all interview. <laughs> About to pick up a ten-ton truck and drop you, drop it on you, but that wouldn't be helping you, so I'm not gonna. <laughs> well, I know that you could probably lift it up, or not. I don't know. I've never seen any of this uh, lifting five tons. Yeah, I'd take this bullshit. <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. That you keep uh, putting down. I'll put it down. Yeah, I am gonna put it down. Try to have a work culture of uh, not undermining one another here. You know, I'm not naming names, but just making that clear. Okay. I appreciate it if you'd uh, take your own advice. Ooh. Well, okay. <laughs> Let's see about that. Uh, there's no right or wrong answer, but if you could be anywhere in the world right now, where would you be? Uh, not next to this guy. I'll tell you that much. Well, you know, that's, that's, that's all just uh, take a big breath here. Um, I'd be... Okay. Ukraine. Probably right behind you, holding a power drill. I'm um, I'm not in need of any uh, contractual labor at this time. <laughs> well, thanks for the offer. <laughs> no problem, boss. Maybe. Uh, who are your heroes? Hmm. That's a very good question. Joe Stalin, David Berkowitz, Dennis Rodman. You're a plastic man. I wasn't done. Dennis Rodman, Michael Jordan. Uh, did I say David Berkowitz? You did. Uh, yes, you did. Okay. Yes. Uh, and Fidel Castro. Okay. Green Hornet. Plastic Man, The Undertaker. That's all I got. How about uh, 
What's one of your favorite memories from childhood? Hmm. Meeting Hulk Hogan. Hmm. Uh, I saw a kid eat shit on the blacktop one time. I would say meeting Hulk Hogan <laughs> because I shook his hand and detected that he this man was a liar. And it was a uh, very formative memory for me. Well, I'm sad to hear that, but I respect your judgment. Alright, well, uh, do you, do you have any questions for me? No. Not quite. Yeah, when do I start? Okay. Well, hold your horses there, mister. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Uh, and we've got a couple of just uh, brain teaser here, just just some, uh, some funny questions. So, uh, <clears throat> why is there fuzz on a tennis ball? Any guess? There's no right or wrong answer here. Hmm. Just a fun texture to go with. Uh, it's to resemble an animal. To confuse um, dogs. Could you think of uh, some various ways to use a pencil other than writing? Well, you can shave them down into bullets, but uh, I wouldn't recommend that because that's that's not helping your fellow man. That's <laughs> killing your fellow man. Um, Unless you were to use that bullet to, uh, to kill some animal, in which case you could feed your fellow man. That's true. Or you could shoot Hulk Hogan, save your fellow man from lies. Um, hmm. Not that I'd recommend doing that, but okay. Uh, you know, a lie can really hurt your fellow man. Um, you could, could make it into num, break it in half. If it's like one of those long, those big long novelty pencils, make them into nunchucks. Um, yeah. You could uh, kind of do like slide down a rail if it was also one of those like even bigger like decorative pencils, and like. Uh, Slide down a rail on it, like with it above your head. You know that style, kind of like a zip line. Um, you could uh, do the, the trick where it looks like the pen's like wobbly. You know, where you like kind of wiggle it back and forth. It looks like it's made of rubber. Uh, deflecting from that, a uh, better idea. Two big pencils. You put those together. Uh, if your helicopter blades are broken. And you use you f you kind of f shave them down to be flat, and you use those as the helicopter blades, perhaps, or you get enough of those to make a log cabin out of to uh, house your fellow man. Okay. Now uh, this one, you know, it's it's we don't like to get too political around here, but uh, you know it's you know this is a hot button issue, but. If you could get rid of any one U.S. state, which one would you get rid of and why? I mean, Ohio was the first one that came to mind. Because yeah, naturally, we're all thinking of that one. 
it's because it really drags down every other state just by being of such low quality. So mathematically, it just makes sense to have it be a smoking crater in the ground. I was going to go with one of the, the Dakotas or a state with less population because, you know, less men to evacuate from the site. And then we can just get rid of that, you know, barren wasteland. One of the Dakotas, something in middle America where there's a smaller population. Wyoming, perhaps. Idaho. Something like that. I believe Wyoming is the smallest in population. There we go. Wyoming. All right. Well, I think uh, we can clue with the interview portion of the episode. Okay. Uh, thank you very much, both of you, for your time. And uh, we'll let you know what we think soon. Okay. Thank you. Cool. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Now we can get back to the more You're informal welcome. part of the show. Is it time for rock news? Yeah, I guess so. Oh, we got some big rock news. Wait, right? I, yeah. Right here in like. Well, I'm on spoil. You usually go ahead, but I'm sure we all know what we're talking about. Well, I have a lot, actually. Um, BRB. Okay, David's dipping for rock news. Um, well, number one's got to be Carlos Santana, right? That That is on the list. Getting I'm assassinated for... with that. Uh, Duct tape gun or whatever. Heart attack gun. I'm going to wait for David to get back to talk about that one. Um, okay, yeah. Well, I heritage. Uh, I did see that Boris was trending the other day. And um, I'm not really sure why. Because I looked up Boris. It seems like business as usual with them. Do you, do you have any idea? Great band, so it's no reason not to talk about them. Yeah, I'll probably be seeing them in uh, September. That's rock news? You're seeing excited. idols? No, I'm seeing Boris. Oh, okay. Because Boris was trending the other day, and I didn't know why. Hmm. I gotta get tickets to idols. And we were about to talk about the uh, stunning gunning down of uh, Carlos Santana. With that uh, homemade gun, the duct tape musket was was put on Carlos. Yeah, yeah, that was used to to uh, assassinate Carlos Santana. You're Here, kidding? Yeah, you didn't see the local. I mean, this is local. This is um, pretty big rock news taking place right here in Michigan. Oh my god! Do you actually know what we're talking about? No. Oh, Carlos Santana, he just, he went down on stage. Wait, at, he, not he in a good way. Not like went at down Pine Knob. He didn't actually get gunned like, down, did uh, he? You know. No, not actually a gun, but well, let's see. No, I just like heat exhaustion, I think. Oh. Yeah, his manager said uh, Carlos Santana, age 74, was overtaken by heat exhaustion and dehydration. His guitar turned into a snake again. <clears throat> he took acid before coming out on stage. So maybe the black ass, uh, the black magic woman finally. Uh, what were you originally gonna say? You that said the black ass woman. <laughs> I, said, I was gonna say black acid because you said acid. Uh, I, I think we know what you were gonna say over here. 
Quote, he kind of sat down Anthony, by the... Anthony Cumia stepping in here. <laughs> he kind of sat down by the drums and fell backwards, and then all hell broke loose on stage. <laughs> he was soaked. <laughs> he was drenched the whole time. <laughs> he was drunk as hell. <laughs> all hell broke loose. <laughs> Come on, yeah, I couldn't have that fine. It's probably a bunch of other 74-year-old men. Like, what happened to Carlos? Down he goes. He's just tired. <laughs> a lot of people started... <laughs> <keep> playing. <laughs> a lot of people started to scream out, like, we're praying for you, Carlos. You're all right, Carlos. We're here for you, Carlos. Well, you'll come over, Carlos. Oh, there's a video of it. I'm sorry, you can't see this, Brian, but... Oh, this is kind yeah, of after like... he fell down. Yeah, it's not even that dramatic, really. I mean, he just kind of, yeah, sat down real slowly, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, uh, something even more recent than that. So, uh, Uncle, yeah, I don't know if you know, Brian, probably not. Uncle Sam Jams was going on this weekend. And uh, mm. Gr Grand Funk Railroad was lined up to play. Oh, okay. But uh, one of them has COVID, so not playing. Oh, man. I live so close to Uncle Sam Jams that, like, through the vent in my ceiling, I can hear what everything that's going on over there. So, I heard, like, a really shitty cover hey, of Lithium by Nirvana. What? Well, I said, they said, Oyo Como Va, Carlos, so that translates to, they said, wait. That's what that means? Wait a minute. So, they were saying... <clears throat> but uh, who was playing? Hey, not how's it Railroad. going, Carlos? Sorry, what? Yeah, I don't know who took who stepped in for Grand Funk. <laughs> <coughs> all right, so I, I'm sure we're all to some extent Santana fans. You know, he's pretty cool, actually. But like, uh, yeah, he is cool. What is the opinion on Grand Funk Railroad? I've never. They're an American band, right? That is true. That is the, probably their biggest song, but I'm not really a big fan of that song personally. I mean, it's okay, but you know. I've never listened to them. My own. My dad recently was going on a rant about how they're not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think we talked about this. You know, I, I, I'm somewhat inclined to agree with your dad on that one, actually. Okay, I don't know anything else about them. I kind of like them. Yeah, they're pretty cool, actually. I mean, they're not like I don't know. As far as like Detroit bands, like you know, I don't know, like. uh the Studios or the MC5 are, you know, superior bands, but, uh, you know, they're, they're pretty all right. They got some good songs. Yeah. Oh, you're cutting out a little bit, kind of, I, I like them cool. I'm sure you're like recording just fine. kind of like Rush that was like uh, the, the, the coastal elites always uh, thumb their noses at them, but they were always like, uh, like selling tons of records and stuff and having like huge live concerts anyway. So, you know, yeah. they're always kind of... Uh, Succeeding in doing their own thing, which I respect. Doing the Godzilla big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doing the Lord's work. Any more rock news? Yeah. Um, oh, I have some rock news. Okay, go Tangentially. on. Tangentially. So there's that new Boz Lerman, um, Elvis movie. Elvis. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have seen it. Yeah, you've seen it? I haven't seen it. I yet. haven't seen it yet. But I've seen the trailer. I kind of want to. It, it looks interesting. It looks interesting. I, mean, I don't know. I've seen the trailer. 
And you guys know the scene yeah, where the he's, at, he's at the black church and like uh, they're like putting hands on him. He's like shaking. He's like going Super Saiyan. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I kind of, that's sort of like, you know, you, you always run into white guys who, you know, they're like, well, you know, my black friend said I can say it, you know. I mean, I, I don't always run into mm. those guys, but. Well, you know, they're around. I guess so, yeah. They're knocking about. Yeah. And that's what I imagine when they say that, that they can say it. It's like that's the scenario <laughs> that happens. Is... You know, there was the whole ceremony. It is like a super yeah. thing. Actually, I know I was like originally like like blonde haired, but you know, dyed it black for most of his life. I guess kind of had like sort of a like a reverse Super Saiyan sort of thing going on, you know. Really? Yeah. Hmm. He went Super Saiyan like, three. Uh, in order to become the king of rock and roll, had to become uh, you know reverse Super Saiyan his hair. Yeah. Him meeting Nixon was him going like Super Saiyan four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nixon is kind of like. Uh, there's a bit of a. Nixon cell. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I think he's kind of like his King Kai, sort of like a uh, like a, like a teacher, you know. Okay. Yeah. They were kind of friends, right? I mean, you know, they got along, all right. Sort yeah. of. That's how they were adversaries. Well, hey, let's check this out. I got a great topic for us to go into. Pres- comparing presidents to uh, Dragon Ball Z villains. Hmm. Okay. George well, Trump's w. obviously like uh, like cell level one, you know. Uh, I was gonna say like my- just sort of a. Uh, or I mean, cell level two actually, when he's kind of like sort of fat and ugly, you know. I was gonna say he's more like um, the first iteration of Majin Buu. Nah, yeah. he, not Majin Buu's like too like sweet. He's like too nice, you know. Well, yeah, like him hanging out with uh, Hercule. That's like him hanging out with uh, the handsome football players, you know. That's kind of true. Yeah, maybe. Or the you know the generals, or him hanging out with a uh, a celebrity that likes like uh, him hanging out with Tom Brady. You know, Tom Brady's kind of the Hercule okay. to his Majin Buu. Mm. And then yeah, uh, maybe maybe. I feel like Obama would definitely be uh, like perfect cell, you know. Yeah. For sure, but wait, who was that like little green guy at the beginning of the Majin Buu saga that was like behind behind it? It was like Bobbity. Bobbity, that's sorry. Well, that's that is uh, Steve Bannon. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. And then George W. Bush. That's Kid <laughs> Boo. I see. I feel like like George W. was kind of like Majin Buu, sort of just kind of uh, like like an oaf, you know. Hmm. But he's also capable of uh, great destruction. But isn't that Kid Buu? I mean, he's a little kid. Yeah, but Kid Buu's only like, pissed off all the time. George Bush is a pretty mellow guy. That's true. Sort of like the fat Buu, I think. I think probably like no, the tangentially related to presidents, um, Alito and Scalia. They're kind of like. Um, one of the fucked up fusions, like when they mess up the fusion dance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, Scalito. Hmm. Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton. That's Android seventeen and eighteen. Hmm. Or maybe not. I don't know. Because Android eighteen becomes good. Maybe George Soros is kind of the, uh, the the guy who created all the androids. Oh, Doctor Jarreau. Yeah. Maybe. I think the Democrats are probably the androids. I think pretty pretty safe bet. 
Ted Cruz is definitely Android 19. The, like, scary, fat mime one. Mm. <laughs> yeah. that guy, no, that's yeah. maybe uh, J.D. Pritzker. They got him real quick. No, 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 no. No, <clears throat> no. Not well, we all know who Goku is. That's Eric Adams, for sure. Uh, who's that? Eric Adams, the mayor of New York City. No, who's he? Goku. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. Or maybe Vegeta in the bad man outfit, actually, I think is more <laughs> Eric style. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that was a cool look for him, yeah. <laughs> you know, Vegeta had swagger, Eric Adams has swagger, so maybe that... That's true. It matches up. Maybe uh, Justin Trudeau is Poe. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> no, no real reason. <laughs> oh, I get it now. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, that's messed up. <laughs> I mean, we were talking about American presidents. I'm not. I mean, Canada. Guys, like, how old were you guys when you realized that he was supposed to be a black man? Oh. Canada's in North America. I was definitely uh, right now. <laughs> I would assume he was like a, like a demon or something, like kind of just like a like a weird spirit, you know? Yeah. Right, because you wouldn't immediately go to like, oh, there he's doing a a racist character. Yeah, I yeah. That's what they look like like a know? minstrel show type character, but and why why is he like that? Like, why would? I don't really know. What was the trend in in nineties anime? I guess it's kind of how they drew them. I even really meant to be offensive. I think it's just kind of like they didn't really have them around in Japan, and like that's how they were often drawn in American cartoons. So it's like that's what they look like. Yeah, let's draw that. You know, something like that. They learned by watching us, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Probably, and you know, uh, Japanese culture is always like thirty years behind American culture. Yeah, I, I feel like Mr. Poe is kind of more like sort of a, a more innocent form of racism, you know. Maybe. But nonetheless, pretty weird in some ways that they, uh, you know, that was like shown in American homes in like the 2000s, you know. So while we're on that topic, I think Kami is, uh, right, the old Namek. That's Bernie. Okay, yeah. Nah, I feel like Master Kame is kind of too goofy. Like, Bernie's a pretty, like, uh, serious guy. He, he never, like, he's never having fun, exactly. Was Kame having fun? I think so. I mean, he lived on his island. He had, like, his Hawaiian shirts. He was, no, like, no, no, know, no, 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 no. The, uh, the, na- the guy... Jacking off or whatever he's doing, you know. The guy, the, uh... The, the old Namek. Piccolo's enemy? On Earth? What was oh, that guy's okay. name? I thought it was Kami. No, yeah, Kami's the old guy with the turtle shell. Oh, Kami. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really confusing how they like, there's Master Kame and then there's Kami, you know. The, uh, too similar. Yeah. yeah. I thought... Yeah, I thought you were talking about, like, like, the, uh, like, the old turtle shell guy. No, know? no, no, no. Master Roshi. Or... No, that's Joe Biden. <clears throat> yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Maybe, uh... Who's George Washington, then? Who's, like, the original? He Well, he's one of, like, the, the giant ape Saiyans. Yeah, he's... Back on their home planet. 
seems like underused as the series went on. The fact that they could just turn into giant monkeys, you know. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Like after after like Vegeta was introduced, they just kind of stopped that. And it's like why though? It's like badass. Yeah. Like imagine Vegeta. Like, imagine him taking on Frieza as like a giant ape. Like, what's Frieza gonna do against that? Yeah, maybe that's that's probably wise because it just kind of created too much. It just became too unfair. Because they also, like, uh, in the Vegeta saga, they introduced that Vegeta can just make a moon. If any, Because, like, like, remember Piccolo yeah. blew up the moon, which is a really ridiculous storyline. <laughs> and then Vegeta makes yeah, a moon. Yeah, like, they make a new one, right? Yeah. So that... Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. He gets Wallace and Gromit on the payroll to help figure that one out. <laughs> I remember too, like in like the original series, like uh, once he was a giant ape fighting Piccolo. Also, the giant, like Piccolo, had a power he could like just become giant if he wanted to. Really? That's sick. Yeah, they only did it one time. They really underused it. I feel like they just got kind of tired of the the giant thing. Maybe in Japan, just kind of overdone with Godzilla and stuff. Yeah. Hey, you guys have a favorite Japanese movie? Uh, I don't know. I really like Tom Popo. I didn't see that one. Or House is pretty good. I think I'm gonna go with Audition. Is Audition actually good or just like gross? No, it's really good. Like the gross part only comes at the end, but like everything that builds up to that is really for what I found like really compelling and uh, uh enveloping. Or I could go with like probably a, uh, oh. 2022's Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. Hey, the the minions minions movie come out in China? Uh probably. I mean, it's pretty huge here. Minions, you know. Right. Oh. Just wonder if any of your kids. Oh, they're not called minions. They're just called uh, small yellow men. Little guys. <laughs> I just wonder if any of your students want to see it. They're called the Simpsons. Yeah, they, 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 they fuck with minions pretty heavily. You know what I mean? Who doesn't? Uh, Brian, you mentioned... Uh, yeah, it's, it's funny, because I remember once, like, years ago, I was kind of, like, pretty anti-minion. And honestly, in hindsight, I don't know why. Like, they're, they're dope. Like, they're cool. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very pro-minion now. Okay, okay. Yeah, maybe there's just more minion slam. After I watched the minion movie, I, I was pretty sold, you know? Like, I was just, they're pretty childish, you know? They're not like, I'm the same. They're like the height of comedy. But, like, uh, I haven't seen a lot of kids' stuff. There's a lot of shit out there. And minions are, are pretty high quality compared to a lot of stuff that's out there. Yeah. They're no Coco Melon, that's for sure. Brian, uh, yesterday you mentioned that there was a beef between two of your kids. Would you like to go into, like, what the beef was over? Uh, that's a joke. Uh, I informed David there was a kid with a Jason Tatum jersey and a kid with a Kevin Durant jersey. <laughs> you know, uh, Celtics and uh, Brooklyn. So, but uh, no, I, neither of them knew who either of those people were actually. Oh, really? I asked them. And I showed them a picture, and they were like, very kind of like, oh, that's not me. <laughs> Who's that guy? You know? They actually had the jerseys on. Yeah. Interesting. But they were throwing some pretty mad hoops, especially the uh, Jason Tatum kid, Hardy. He's uh, really up his game recently. How is the Durant kid doing? Uh, he doesn't even really try. Right? He's not really in basketball. 
Just like the Brooklyn Nets. The kid's name is Hardy? <laughs> yeah. Hardy. Yeah. H-A-R-D-Y. Nice. Chinese name is uh, translated literally as Prince. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I want to get a Jason Tatum jersey. See if that kid will send me that jersey. And I'll send him. Uh, I my... think it'd be probably too small for you. Well, I'll send him my uh, Shaquille O'Neal Lakers jersey, which will probably fit like a glove. <laughs> Because it is my first, uh, my first ever jersey that I got when I was like four. And this will really sweeten the pot. It's reversible, so if you want to wear the yellow home jersey, you can. But you can turn it inside out, or the purple away jersey too. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Ah, I'm not, I'm not giving him that actually. That's mine. That yeah. I didn't realize Jason Tatum's number is actually zero. Yeah. That's kind of weird. It's You know, what's even weirder is um, double zero is a completely separate number. Because there was a Celtic that's yeah. number is retired that's double zero, Robert Parrish. But zero is still open gate. Isn't that kind of weird? Yeah. And why isn't 100 one of the numbers? Wouldn't that be cool? Too many, too many digits. Maybe, but... Yeah. It's not like it's a thousand. Oh. They go up to ninety like in the nineties. Uh, I'll have to keep writing in. Give me uh I want a hundred jersey. I mean, what, do they just like, when they get to ninety nine do they just reset at zero? I don't know, 'cause there's some jerseys that are retired so they can't use those. Or can there only be like a hundred people playing basketball at any one time? Yeah, I mean, I guess, that, like, having a hundred to come play, there's, like, more than 100 people on the court at any given time, which would just be madness. Yeah. That'd be fun to watch, though. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> it would be pretty funny, yeah. Fire 100 basketballs off. I- I've been watching some sports <laughs> movies lately. Yeah, like, what'd you watch? You watch Hustle? No. Oh. I watched Slapshot. Last night I watched The Mighty Ducks. So hockey movies, more specifically. Mostly hockey. I also watch Rookie of the Year, which is a baseball movie. But um, I don't know. What's the What's the deal with Mighty Ducks? Uh, I never. I got to the part where Emilio's drunk driving, and I never finished. Uh, that's <laughs> so, so funny. Five minutes yeah. into the movie. <laughs> that's a good part. <laughs> he's drunk. He's drunk driving in uh, Minnesota during the like the the heat the deep blizzard. Of winter, but like literally drunk, like drinking and driving at the same. Yeah, time. he emptied a bottle and threw it in the back seat, and then got pulled over. And so, yeah, that's the the setup of the movie is he has to do community service in order to um not go to jail. So his community service is he teaches a a, a hockey or he's a hockey coach for a bunch of children. I uh, but he was a disgraced. Yeah, it's for- kind of a crazy premise for a kids movie. Well, he was a disgraced former pee wee hockey co- uh, player. So, like, he blew, crispy, yeah. he blew the big game. <laughs> yeah, that really exists. Like, I was like, I don't know. Move on with your life. Yeah, adults still see, like, old people see him as, like, you blew that game <laughs> in 1954. <laughs> that, that literally happens. Yeah. Uh, I had uh, $2,000 riding on that Pee hockey game. And he's like a hotshot lawyer. <laughs> Interesting thing about that movie, uh, you got Juicy Smolier in there. Oh, really? Yeah, he's Whoa. one of the kids. And, like, uh... The bass player from Creation and Freaks and Geeks is on that team too. Yeah. 
Um, Emilio Estevez is also on the team. <laughs> Judd yeah. Nelson is also on the team. <laughs> the whole breakfast James club. James Kahn is I on the team. I know he was like before the actual hockey team, right? I think it was simultaneous. Let me look that up because I remember being like I, I would love the Mighty Ducks logo. Remember when it made that resurgence a few years ago? Like you could get like the Mighty Ducks jersey. Yeah, but in in the first movie at least, it's not the it's, the no. logo everyone knows. It's not like the pissed off duck hockey mask. Hockey mask. Really? But there was that, it's like a fucked up looking like cartoon duck that looks just ridiculous. But do you guys remember the Mighty Ducks um, TV show on on Disney? No. Where they were a hockey team, but they were also some sort of action force. Oh. Oh, it was a cartoon? Yeah. Yep. This is what I'm saying. Like, c- compared to most children's entertainment, memes are fucking gold. Like, th- there's so much just, like, brainless shit out there, you know? That, uh... Yeah. Mighty yeah. Duck's not very good. And it kind of... Tri- memes won't be doing this. Uh, watching it kind of triggered me, because I forgot about that uh, trivia team Okay. at Applebee's. What's up? I got the I got I got the That's straight dope on this. The team was founded in 1993 by the Walt Disney Company as the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim, a name based on the 1992 film The Mighty Ducks. Okay. So, it was a team that was essentially a tie-in to a movie. How crazy is that? <laughs> That's franchising, if I ever heard. Maybe it. like feel like a little bit ashamed, like as a hockey player <laughs> playing for that team. The Disney you know? team, yeah. Especially in hockey, like a a very tough guy sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was kind of like uh, playing for like, the Washington Generals, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no. I wonder if they've won any Stanley Cups, but now they're just the Anaheim Ducks, which is like, are they? Whatever. Like, I figure they'd be like the Harlem Globetrotters of hockey or something. Why did they only do that with baseball or with basketball? It looks like when they dropped, when they dropped the Mighty Ducks name, that was the year they won a, a Stanley Cup. Huh. And they just became the Ducks. Interesting. Hmm. They won a Stanley Cup. That's insane. Think about it. You know, it's like <laughs> fake fucking team. Yeah. It's wild. Well, that's uh, it's, it's about the end of the show. Any uh, any closing thoughts, Brian? Thanks for coming on again. Hmm. Let me see. Uh. Nope. That's about all I had. Just uh, good to be in a, a racism-free space once again, you know. Yeah. Well, mostly you. This guy with the Carlos Santana songs. Oh. No. I'm not letting it end that way. Not letting you pin racism on me as the end of the episode. Okay. What do you got? Uh. Do you guys see that video of James Con dying? No. It's out there. There's a video of it. It's pretty fucked up. He just like ha. he stops at a phone at a toll booth and then gets out of his car. 82-year-old man just gets blasted to death. Oh, holy shit. Tommy I had guns. no idea. Yeah. It, Christ. How about gun violence? Jesus Christ. It's pretty shocking. He looks really good in the video, though. He looks, like, extremely young for his age. Yeah. Extremely hot. Damn. Got a nice suit, too. 
He looks like this. Looks like uh he does look like that. <laughs> yeah. This picture okay. What's well, at least he was having a good time. So everyone out there check out Jeez. that video. And uh you know the the three deaths happen. Shinzo, Pauly, James Khan. We're done after that. We're done for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they come in threes. I heard a funny story. You can cut the recording now, but I just got to tell this off air. Okay. A funny story about James Khan's uh, Twitter presence where like he ends every tweet with end of tweet. And uh, I guess when Ray Liotta died, he, he tweeted, no, not Ray. And someone replied, end of tweet? And he's like, show some fucking class, you pig. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay. Well, good night, everyone.